lifting up. That's right. Taking it up to third gear and nowhere beyond third gear. I just noticed uh, the singer in our theme song mm-hmm. said, I've listened to the lyrics and I read the lyrics, but I never really realized she at one point says she is working hard for the Yankee dollar. Does mm-hmm. that mean she's like in she's here in America doing the new old school rap thing and yeah. like trying to take money back to her country? Because yeah, probably. What the fuck? Hey, look, there's, you know, you got to do what you got to do. We've been celebrating a traitor this entire time. It's, you know, sometimes it's just funds move internationally. It's just, you know, sometimes people like get paid in a different currency. Like, hey, just pay me in euros. It's worth more than dollars. You know, like people get all crazy. I guess. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't trust. I'm I'm starting to be, feel a little bit suspicious about this new old school she speaks of. Yeah, it's definitely not uh, 100% on the level. I think that much is clear. I'm here with Ben. I'm Jeff. Hi. Hi, I'm Ben. Hello, it's Ben. And me, I'm Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hello. It's great to be here uh, with you, the listener out there doing your thing, watching us live, or perhaps listening to us in podcast form. This is the after show. After the Giant Bombcast, we get together and we hang out. We take some calls. We take some voicemails. We take some uh, questions from the chat. Uh, you know, you, you all... Just kind of direct to the show and 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 follow up on some stuff from the Bobcast or you know whatever whatever else you got whatever else you got here. Um, I've got some questions here uh, through the chat. Maybe I'll take one of those. Uh, you want to maybe uh, line me up a, a voicemail or a, or something? Oh yeah, line me up a thing over there. Oh yeah, I got plenty oh, yeah. of voicemails. Oh yeah, gaming oh. related and otherwise. Oh, oh, 707 exit flew. Oh, yeah, that's our phone number. That's exactly how that's the jingle I prepared. That's good stuff. Original material. Do not fair use. copyright. don't steal that. Um, Let's see here. Pineapple asks, what cocktails, if any, do you enjoy? Mm, I was just reading an article. Maybe this person was inspired by the same thing I was reading. It was like a Reddit post asking bartenders to share their favorite kind of underground cocktails. Underground cocktails. Yeah. So like dirty water and fermented soap water. That's right. Put this in the microwave for eight seconds, then drop a penny in it when you're done and then drink that. Don't drink the penny, but the penny just is like a garnish. I'm a pretty simple cocktail person. I, I don't drink like a lot of... I think the fanciest I've got is an old fashioned. Sure, yeah. I don't. I just, uh, you know, give me vodka and a thing to mix with the vodka. Yeah, and that's about it. Whiskey ginger, whiskey sour. Yeah. Those are kind of my go to two things. Yeah, I'm not really. I'm not really much of a whiskey guy. The so one I, I read from that list that I do want to try is a penicillin. It's kind of like a m- more bitter whiskey sour, which hmm. sounds right up my alley. Yeah. Eh, maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe that maybe that would uh, help it turn the corner for me too, but. Uh, yeah, no, I just, uh, I'll mix stuff with vodka. That could be orange juice. That could be diet Mountain Dew. It, oh, you know, God. There you go. What? Ugh. You got, you know, like a, a can of Monster and some vodka. I see, that's fine. But diet Mountain Dew, man, come on, have a little dignity. No, <laughs> absolutely not. I refuse. Um, <clears throat> let's see. You want you want to take a voicemail here? Yeah, let's take a voicemail. All Hit right. Me. So if you have if you haven't if you don't know, you can give us a call at 707 exit flu 
Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and say this once, hopefully. Maybe I'll check and say this every once in a while. If you're going to leave a voicemail, uh-huh. odds of getting it read go up exponentially if it's 30 seconds or under. Okay. Around there. I get, I'm getting some multi-minute calls. That's fun. Maybe, uh, maybe you know, we can say I'll just end the show with a multi-minute <laughs> one, not actually answer a question, but if, just, yeah, if, if someone's got them out halfway through. Yeah, just some real good Saturday night, like you, you're on one and you decide to call in because that's just how it goes sometimes. Hey, yeah, if you're on one, let it. Let it go as long as yeah. you want. If you have like a question about video games, keep it 30. Yeah, 29 seconds max. Hey, Jeff and Ben. This is Luca from Geneva, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, just this last week, I built my first gaming PC. And according to all the various tests I run, I should be VR ready, which leads to a question. I know Jeff has mentioned on the podcast that he is rocking a Oculus. Uh, and using that to run various Steam games. What is the status of doing something like this? Is it relatively easy, or are there kind of software hurdles you need to jump over? Or would it be worth waiting for the Vive to be back in stock and picking up one of those? Thanks. Bye. The Roculus, we call it. The Roculus, not the Dive. Yeah. Uh Yes. Uh, no, I don't, you know, I think you can kind of go either way when it comes to those VR headsets. Uh, I, I have not tried any of the Windows mixed reality headsets, but those are quite affordable these days. Um, and in some cases, some of those have higher resolution screens than the uh, Rift or the, the base Vive. Um, so I think that that uh that that's a, a viable option uh but as far as like playing games on steam with an oculus rift they it works it's not uh it's not a problem uh i don't know that there are too many uh games out there that are going to force you into uh using vive hardware uh generally speaking that stuff sort of works you know you you set up your oculus using the oculus software uh, and it knows how big your environment is and all that other stuff. You may need to do different stuff with the, the catches that the sensors on the Oculus need to be plugged into the PC. Uh, whereas the Vive uh, lighthouses, you can just hang and plug into power and they don't actually need to connect directly to your computer, uh, which can make them easier to set up depending on your room. Uh, so I, I think that that ends up being uh, maybe a, a bigger deal in some cases. Um but yeah, the Oculus stuff works fine with uh, with just about everything on Steam. I haven't run into any cases. You know, like the the install base of all the headsets is relatively low in a way that means that they kind of have to make sure they've got Rift support because otherwise you're cutting out a significant number of headsets uh, from playing your games on Steam. Um, so I, I generally speaking, I think a Rift is fine to play stuff on Steam. You can also play the stuff in the Rift store, but the majority of that stuff, at least all of the third party stuff comes to steam as well. Uh, you know, there are a handful of Oculus published games that only exist on the Oculus store. Um, you know, for, for whatever that's worth. Uh, if you, if you're interested in those games specifically, then, then that's a consideration too. Uh, you can kind of do some hacky stuff to make that stuff work on a vibe though, too. I, I honestly, if if you're at a point where you're just like uh, looking to spend some fucking money and you kind of don't give a shit, you know, you get a Vive Pro. Vive Pro's got uh, you know it's a substantially better headset from the look of the specs. I haven't tried one myself, but uh, you could go all the way down that road. Uh, it's a lot of money, a lot of money. All right, uh, 
See, here's, yeah. Oh, Mr. Clorox uh, with a question for the ages, a question that I have, that I feel like everyone has attempted to answer. What about just Kool-Aid and vodka? Not the liquid, the mix. It's bad. It's really bad. Uh, and so a Kool-Aid and vodka, you could mix it. Kool-Aid, the, the drink. Yes. But pouring the crystals into vodka, it doesn't dissolve. No, it doesn't. Uh, vodka is not water. It's not, uh, Kool-Aid is not vodka soluble. Uh, neither is Metamucil. Did I say that on this show? I had a friend of mine was mixing vodka and Metamucil. Maybe. I, it didn't mix in at all. If you're going to mix vodka and Gatorade, because then you there get, you go. You get, yeah. re, you get rehydrated mm-hmm. as you lose hydration. Yeah. Just like all the girls that were sneaking vodka into high schools would do. Fill, put vodka into a Gatorade bottle and then just go places. Don't actually do that. <laughs> um... Okay, uh, J.S. Kovic uh, says, I was at a pizza place yesterday that had four arcade games, Mortal Kombat 2, Ms. Pac-Man, Galaga, and one of those basketball shooting machines. If you only had space for four games or cabinets at a business, what would you pick? Give me those four again. Uh, Mortal Kombat 2, Ms. Pac-Man, Galaga, and one of those basketball shooting things. Ms. Pac-Man, basketball, Mortal Kombat, basket. Oh, right. Miss Pac-Man, Basketball, Mortal Kombat, Galaga. Galaga last. Oh, no, he wasn't asking to rate him. He's saying, what four machines would you put in a business? Oh, those four. Yeah. In that order. Yeah. Good call. Uh, if you're talking about wanting to make the most out of your money, mm-hmm. like, it, it depends. Do you want to have the cool, like, a right. cool, like That's some, do you want somebody walking and be like, whoa, I didn't know they'd have these. Like, if you're putting stuff in a business and you want people to play it and make you want to make money, I feel like those are different answers from what cool arcade machines would you want to own. In terms of money makers, those four are pretty good. I would replace Galaga, I think. I think you already have the retro covered with Miss Pac-Man. I would probably get one of those Miss Pac-Man slash Galaga cabinets that they oh, put out. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Um, and that frees up your fourth one for like uh the Angry Birds game or something. There you go. The kids something like. nice. <laughs> something nice for the kids. That Angry Birds, that doodle jump. Did you make it to uh California Extreme? No, I got fucked up by allergies. Oh, well. the literal worst allergies I've ever had in my life. Wow. Wow. Um, I, w- yeah, I did not make it either. I was bummed out. Uh, once I saw some pictures from it, uh, Mike Micah, who was, uh, you know, the, one of the, one of the minds behind IDARB, I guess a million minds were behind IDARB at the end of the day. Uh, I guess he had something there called star Lords, which was, it appeared to oh, be yeah, the six player, six player warlords. warlords looking thing and i didn't see any like clear footage of it but i saw a lot of pictures of it it looks bad fucking ass yeah it looks really cool i have to get a hold of mike and see if we can head over last year across the bridge and see if we can check it out play play some i'm i'm gone for a a week or so here after today but i if you if you're if you want a trip uh find the uh whiskey media happy hour where we played warlord cash games because i think that was my first on camera appearance for giantbomb.com and i believe i walked away a winner nice well i was thinking about bringing my warlords machine back into this office but now that you've said that that you won money (laughs) maybe maybe i don't i think we were playing that shitty x what did it come out on it came out on like xbox indie or something or it came out on console and it was a not great. Yeah, yeah, port. It, it came out as one of those classic. And we were playing that, and it was yeah, no yeah, good. No, that's not that's not the way to play it. Uh, yeah, I guess that would have been before I had that machine. 
I still have that. I, I don't. It doesn't get as much use as I wish it did, and it makes me feel bad about owning it. Like it, it should be out in the world being enjoyed. Um, but also it's pretty awesome, so I, I like owning it as well. Um, let's see here. Once you uh, once you hit me, you got another voicemail here, or sure. All right, once you hit 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 me off, break me off. I'll break you off a piece of that voicemail bar. Hey Jeff and Ben, this is Alex from New Jersey. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Got a bit of laryngitis, but I'm sitting here watching Breakfast with Ben from this past week, and Ben mentioned uh, he likes finding the quickest way to move around in video games. Just wondering what are your, some of your favorite traversal techniques, not including, not including vehicles, but just favorite means of being a person or a humanoid character in a game and getting around. And I suppose this can include glitches like bunny hops and stuff like that. Anyway, thanks for your time. Great job with the show. So, like we talked about, I can't remember the game necessarily. We were talking, we were watching, yeah. But kind of that notion of just like figuring out how to move, and then you showed me one with uh, uh, No Man's Sky, right? That I really like because yeah. I've discovered that there's like if you do it just right, you go way faster, you go way faster, and like it helps if you're maybe going up a ramp, up a hill, or yeah, something. It seems like if you do it off a ramp and really yeah. like, like up a hill, you really just. I launch. honestly, some of the most fun I had, I've had with that game is yeah. like trying to fuck around with that. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that like, stuff feels good when you get it down. Yeah, you know, like going back to the Ocarina of Time, you know, figuring out that rolling is fast, uh, j- jumping and rolling is like faster than running. I I've always been a sucker for that sort of stuff. Um, I like doing when when Mario speedrunners do his little fast little kick. Oh yeah, scoop. yeah. And it, it's always it's always really good if there's a sound effect associated with yep. the thing. Yep, like, like this, just repeating over and over again <laughs> yeah. as they're doing it. Yeah, that that stuff's really good. I, you know, a lot of people in the chat saying what I was going to say is that grappling hooks are good when they're done right. Ooh. There's nothing like a good grappling hook. Yeah, uh, Steam World Dig Two had a pretty good one. Yeah, uh, pretty good hook for for some of that stuff, but also Titanfall. Yeah, yeah, Titanfall just the wall run grapple slot you know just the the number of options and, and all that sort of stuff is, is really cool i think you know a lot of people would probably say that uh skiing and tribes mm. is up there yeah i never uh, played tribes I never, I'm yeah sure, i was never a big I'm tribes sure I been into uh, that. For person either but that sounds pretty cool um yeah uh foot munch in chat here asks uh says you are king of video games for a day hooray Hey, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, what old arcade slash 8-bit game do you give like the Pac-Man Championship Edition DX style treatment to? I get, feel like we get this question a lot. Uh, and I feel like I take it a lot because I, I still think that more old games would benefit from something cool like that. And I still am going to say Mr. Do or Mappy or Zookeeper. Dig Dug. Yeah, Dig Dug. At the time, since Namco was making all those games, I figured, man, Dig Dug's got to be next. Just imagine a line of a million pukas, and you're just fucking Yeah, you just zip through the rocks. Can you imagine how cool yeah. and satisfying the rock drops would be? Yep. Uh, Defender could be cool. Like, yeah. I always liked the arcade games that had, like, a couple things you did. Like, you alternated between, like, this and the other thing. Mm-hmm. But I really like Defender in its simplicity, and I feel like like the back and forth between shooting ships and rescuing people leads itself to 
branch out into cool paths. Yeah, Defender's also really fucking hard. Yeah. Man, such a complicated control panel even. Uh, Windship asks, so hey, Anthem, have you played it? Will it be good? Or do you think it's just another forgettable game? Uh, I played it at E3 and enjoyed what they showed. I thought it looked nice and and played well. Um, but it was one mission with prefab characters. And, you know, of course, like with stuff like that, you want to be able to make the character feel like your own and, uh, you know, skill in the directions you care about and all that sort of stuff, assuming it has that in it. Um, and And so... It, it was a good proof of concept in, in terms of just like, this seems like it could be really cool. If all the other stuff around the edges is fine, like this little chunk of gameplay felt good. The the flight stuff felt really nice and and all that sort of stuff. So uh, so I think it's got potential, if nothing else. I can't, I can't sit here and say, Anthem's going to be awesome. But like I had a good time playing Anthem for 20 minutes or whatever that mission was and, and think that uh, I would be interested in seeing more Anthem. Would you uh, like to talk to somebody on oh the phone? Gosh. Okay, yeah. You think you're ready? I'm okay. Hold Jeff, on. deep breath. <sighs> okay. Caller, you can go ahead and unmute yourself as well. Hello, caller. Hello. You're on. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Andrew from Sunrise, Florida. Hey, Andrew, what's on your mind? So, uh, I remember like a week or two ago on the the bombcast you guys were talking about should vodka and red bull come back yeah and i want to say it never left hell yeah (laughs) the people drinking it though have gotten much much older hell yeah (laughs) yeah like i'm talking like 50s 60s granny gotta get her red her vodka and red bull Oh, I bet. Yeah, because I feel like I probably what I I started probably drinking Red Bull and vodka in like two thousand four, and I I would have been in two thousand four. I would have been twenty nine. No, yeah. So it's hard to remember with all the vodka Red Bull. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> so if I was, you know, if I was already at that age, then you got to figure if that's around the time and, and probably a couple of years before that, when it really started getting big. So let's, let's call it, you know, 2000, 2001, somewhere around there. Uh, you know, there were probably people that were 30 ish drinking it then. And if they didn't stop, it's 2018. Like, yeah, that all checks out. That all checks out. Yeah. Are you, do you work at, in a bar establishment type situation that you no, are able to I track this? No, I work at a liquor store. Okay. And, uh, like the other day, I was counting and sold to like seven people a big like 1.75 liter bottle of vodka and multiple cans of Red Bull. So you know that's what they're doing with it. Hell yeah! Uh, what? what and uh, also, did... there were like two other people that bought Monster and vodka. Sure, you, I could I could see it. I would probably just go uh, Red Bull. But, you know, I, you know, you could do Rockstar, you could do a Monster, you know, whatever. Did you, what uh, What brand of vodka, if you had to say, uh, the people buying Red Bull to go with it, Did you, were they buying, like, decent stuff, or were they just, like, bottom-shelf plastic bottle business? Um, generally bottom-shelf, Skull, Ooh. Uh, Nikolai, if you know that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sky's, Taka? like, the, the highest-end stuff they'll buy to mix with vodka. Yeah, yeah, it's it's rare that, you know, like if you're if you're mixing it with Red Bull at some point, maybe the quality of the vodka matters a bit less. 
but uh, I don't know. I was always one of those people that would just like mix whatever with whatever, and people like, I can't believe you're. I guess that's more with like, bourbon, yeah, no, if you're mixing stuff it, like it that. doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, just cheat. You, you, it doesn't matter if you're, especially Red Bull. That's going to cover up any kind of taste that the vodka would have. Well, you know, I, I've definitely like seen, and obviously it's like you know, people are going to say what they're going to say about hangovers and stuff. But definitely the the situation of just like, oh, when I buy the cheap vodka, I get a way worse hangover. That's why I only drink Kettle One or 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 higher uh tito you know tito's on up or or whatever it is um and i don't know if that's true or not but at some point i just started mostly drinking tito's uh because it was like pretty affordable but but in that same range as like a a kettle one which is it's fine i don't know it's like it's big tito's fan here glass bottles (laughs) yeah stick to the glass bottle at the very least yeah uh, real quick before you go, can you tell me that last the, that last thing you sent me? Oh yeah, yeah. So I wanted to know what uh, what was the worst cocktail that you've ever had or heard of? Because the other day, this uh, old lady came in and talked about how she takes cheap red wine, like Mondavi, like in the big one and a half liter bottle. Yeah. And mixes it with non-alcoholic O'Doul's Amber Ale. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Because she says that the wine is has too much alcohol for her, so she cuts it with non-alcoholic <laughs> beer. You know, not grape juice, not like, you know, anything else. Huh. Nope. Non-alcoholic beer. That's uh <laughs> wow. Um Man, I don't know. Like, uh, I, we went down a weird road where uh, uh, I was living with uh, a couple of guys, and we were drinking a lot. Um, and this was around that same period, two thousand four, two thousand five. You know, <laughs> um, and so we got to a point where we just, we just like the the house we were living in had a bar built into it, and so we just felt this need to stock it, and so we'd buy a bunch of stuff that like people living in a house just had no business having just like mixers and bitters and just you know just like all this other stuff that you just you know you didn't need if unless you were trying to run a bar or 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 you were very serious about your drinking which we were not serious on the ingredients end uh, so we ended up with all this stuff and at some point you're like well let's just start mixing things uh and it it leads down a path of just like well we're gonna come up with a name for a drink and then try and make it and it led to a situation where we were like okay like for a while we we're like there was a month there where we were drinking a lot of brass monkeys and then it's like, well, okay, well, what if, um, okay, we're putting more rum in this thing. What if we just also, you know, the rum gets kind of syrupy at some point. Uh, what if we just started putting actual maple syrup in these drinks? And so yeah. we, we started doing that. And they were like, well, you know, the maple syrup's a little thick. And these, this is, there's a logic to this, but it's a drunken logic. So, you know, you hit upon this thing of like, you know, we need to thin this syrup out a little bit. Like, well, if it was warmer, it'd be thinner. And so we started microwaving drinks. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, no, we, we started like, okay, well, we need to, we need to heat this up a little bit. To, uh, at first it was like, well, let's just heat up the syrup and then pour cold stuff into it um, or put the ice in at the end or whatever it ends up being. And, and so I don't know, like we just did a lot of really dumb shit uh, because just to entertain ourselves uh as we drank uh so yeah you end up at that point and then you end up like it gets into that dare stage of of you start putting a penny in it 
that was a Scrooge McDuck, I think, if you put a penny in it. I think that's what we ended up calling that. Uh, and yeah, so you, you, you start going down that road. And then we also had the bottle of the bottom of every bottle we had. Of just like, oh, there's not enough here to drink, so pour it in the bottle. And then you have that bottle that's just full up of like, hey, there's gold flakes in it, but also it's just a murky brown. Ugh. And then at some point you would try to dare uh, people into taking a shot of that. That never went well. I never did that. I was never, I was never that dumb or that drunk. I think the worst I ever got was off a game of King's Cup. And it was one third wine, one third gin and tonic, mm. and one third, it was like a drink that my friend made that had grapefruit juice, vodka, rum, and bitters. Okay. Okay. And oh, then that's plus, sounds kind of all right. Plus yeah. gin, plus tonic, plus the wine. See yeah, the wine. Yeah, but each individual part. Each individual like part acceptable. is a drink that you can drink. But there was something about combining gin, wine, and like the fruity cocktail. Like, mm, oh yeah, I had to. I took one sip, realized, oh, I have to chug this because there's no other way I'm finishing this without. Like, I can't sip this for the rest of the night. No, yeah, because I had to drink the whole thing. I lost the game. That's how it goes. Well, thank you very much for your call. <sighs> yeah, that thanks all for sounds, the memories. That all sounds disgusting. Uh, thanks for thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Bye. Um, Mr. Clorox asks: Shot built into the cup, or drop a shot glass into the cup? Drop a shot. I like dropping. I like that. We. That's the other thing. We eventually started going down that road too of like these weirdly manufactured drinks of just like okay, we're gonna drop a shot of rum into this turn it into a game yeah okay it's gonna be mouse trap it's gonna be orange juice and red bull and then we're gonna drop a shot of pepper vodka into it one time i accidentally drank a shot of pepper vodka and immediately threw up (laughs) uh super string asks, isn't that just a suicide yeah kind of at some point at some point uh but but dropping shots into things was always goofy fun uh, I yeah when before before I lived there with my hoodlum friends I moved in with uh, these three college girls who drank a lot of sake bombs and so it was a lot of dropping mm. sh- the shots in that way and that's how I got a I got to be, be pretty good at it that whole process my our go to was a was a tic tac me and my partner would drink that a lot which is a uh, I half. thought you were gonna say you put a tic tac in a drink and for a second I was like yeah I can see it. <laughs> Whoa, you drop it in and go crazy. Yeah. Uh, It's orange. It's a shot of orange vodka in half a cup of Red Bull. Okay. Um, Yeah. And it tastes like an orange Tic Tac. Mm -hmm. It gets you fucked up. Mm. I mean, not like it's Red Bull and vodka. So it gets you as fucked up as a Red Bull and vodka. Yeah. Which is like not crazy, but yeah, that gives you that little like if you need just a little more. It was our karaoke drink. Okay. Yep. Totally. So like we're going to do this exact same karaoke. Yeah, that was always the thing of like mixing drinks at home, and and I I can't I don't drink this way anymore. I don't really drink much at all these days. Um, but like, your tolerance level just gets out of control when you're drinking at home because you're mixing your own drinks, and you're like, well, I don't know, we got these jars, let's fill it up with, well, let's look at this, okay, hmm. okay, sixty percent vodka, and then the rest is orange juice. There you go, it's a screwdriver. It's like it's barely orange. At some point, and you're like, this is just a jar full of vodka. <laughs> eh, all right. Well, whatever. Um, would you like to take a voicemail? Yeah, let's take a voicemail. Sure. 
Hey, Jeff and Ben. Uh, it's currently vaguely raining here in Missouri. Uh, my name is Luke Williams, and I just wanted to call uh, and talk to you about character names. So I've been thinking a lot about character names for, uh, I don't know, crisp reasons, I guess. Uh, and I was thinking about some of the really good ones, you know, your Ferris Bueller's and your uh, even your salacious crumbs, you know, that little little goblin guy that sits at Jabba Hutt's throne. Uh, but on the subject of Star Wars names, there comes the weird space clarinet player named Droopy McCool. Um, so I was wondering uh, if you guys had any memories of other, like, weird, funny, almost fiction-breaking names in the vein of one Mr. Droopy McCool. Uh, thanks for listening. You ever fuck with Droopy McCool? I don't even, I don't know that I've ever heard anything about Droopy McCool ever before. Is he a jizz artist? He must, he must be a jizzer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes there's like character names I can totally take. Yeah. I, I will never watch the movie Jack Reacher because, <laughs> because of that. Because I laugh every time I think about the name Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher is is a real dumb name. I've I've never seen any of the Jack Reacher movies, but I feel like <laughs> I should see them because at some point at some point they almost look like a really low rent mission impossible, which I would still be okay seeing. And I mean the first one, the bad guy is fucking uh what's his name? Uh the filmmaker who's hates nature and loves nihilism. Oh, oh uh, yeah, during yeah. the interview. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That I hate guy. that I can't remember his name either. That's terrible. But yes, uh, Paul Tompkins does a yes. good impression of him. Hugh, no, not Hulhauser. Yeah, yeah, there it is, Hulhauser. Um, what other char- what other character names have like stuck out to you throughout the years? Miles Kilo. Was <laughs> that from? He's the lead character of the Syndicate reboot. Miles Kilo. Yeah, it's really great. I th- I think you know you go back to Miles Prower. Yeah, but I mean, that's a just a bad name. pun. Yeah, it's bad. Werner Herzog. There it is. Werner Herzog. <sighs> Jensmuth saving us here. Um, hey, did you... Uh, you, still a, you still a MoviePass subscriber? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for now. Who the fuck knows? Just, I, ho- just holding on until there's some kind of class action? <laughs> I mean, you know... Uh, I can't remember who said it to me. It might have been you, but uh, the best thing I can do right now is go see a bunch of movies with Movie Pass while I still can. Yeah. I wonder if can I see Mission Impossible yet? Probably not. I'm gonna go see here. No Mamma Mia. No Mission Impossible. Man, fuck Movie Pass. What can you see? Across the universe, Blind Spotty. Oh, hey, Mamma Mia is back up in the menu. But yeah, still no. Mission Impossible Fallout. It's just grayed out. Yeah. It's just like you can't even. It's just there's no there's listen. nothing to tap on. That's uh. I want I wanted to go see a movie. It's and then well, and now the prime price. I would pay an extra six dollars to go see a movie on a Friday. Right. That's half a the, month of movie pass. Right. <laughs> Fuck yep. you. Well, uh, you know the whole thing seemed like a kind of a scam thing yeah but i wanted too good to be true I, I sort of deal, to so, yeah 
Uh, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, what is it? Uh, Christopher Robin is not going to be included. That one's totally going to be grayed out when that comes out. I, I, and there's, out. there's one other movie, too. I'm out. They um, must have just seen a huge drop-off in traffic. And I'm sure they're like, oh, thank God. Uh, maybe we'll survive uh, if people cancel. Um, I want to see Mission Impossible. Yeah, me too. I liked I liked those movies, but we'll see. Um, Chaos Six uh, asks Pax West stuff. What's on your agenda? Yeah, uh, we have a panel at some point. I'm on a handful of panels at Pax. Uh, I don't know what my schedule actually is yet, but we will be there. Um, yeah, you should just uh, you should buy a ticket to Blind Spotting because Janina's in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna see. I want to see it anyway. Okay, well then, yeah. If you're actually gonna go see it, then go see it. Uh, too. I guess you can't. What you can't buy multiple tickets for the same movie anymore. Nope. They block that. And sometimes say just just once a day, just get a ticket to Blind Spot. And they want you to send a picture of your movie stub to make sure you didn't give it to a friend. I guess or yeah, whatever. Fuck that. Um. Yeah, that's uh. Um, apparently there's a, there's a Sanrio Picross game for 3DS like a Hello Kitty Picross game that sounds kind of exciting I don't know 2D Picross is so passe these days though I'm only into the 3D shit I've been playing a, a phone Picross game I've been playing a phone Sudoku game got way back into Sudoku hell yeah no joke just is there anything beyond regular ass one through nine sudoku is there like this one goes to super sudoku yeah or like you know i don't know I, I, 3d sudoku i feel like i saw a bunch of stuff that was like they were trying to iterate on sudoku and add a bunch of weird rules to it and and some of that seemed potentially interesting but a lot of it was just like hey we changed the symbols out for pokemon there can only be one pikachu per pen or whatever um Trim Fandango, which is still a good name, uh, asks, uh, would you rather have a Gargoyles reboot or a SWAT Cats reboot? Never watched SWAT Cats. Yeah. But, so neither. Okay, great. Yeah, leave it. I want a Mummies Alive reboot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I want a Cleopatra 2525 reboot. Ooh, what about Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century? Definitely not. Don't touch it. It's perfect already. (laughs) Uh, zero one asks hey do they still have hyphy juice in the bay i live in sacramento and used to see it everywhere haven't seen it in years i'm really craving some i haven't seen yeah hyphy that grape flavor that was the original hyphy and then they had a second flavor there's like a red hyphy i don't remember what the red one was like i think there was a yellow yeah you're right i think yeah Yeah. had and enjoyed hyphy was good hyphy was good uh no i've not seen hyphy in years uh I, i assume that they don't make hyphy anymore but but there you go but its spirit lives on in the bay yeah, that's right. We still continue to get hyphy. Oh yeah, have you seen, have you seen the in my feelings challenge? Is this the people got back to ghost riding? Yes, uh, yes. I, that's my... I, I heard that that was happening, and I'm very excited about that. But it seems like it's not paying homage to the true spirit no. of ghost riding the whip and tying it to this Drake song. Seems like the most fucking 
Yeah, because I mean, so it's it's basically ghostwriting, but you have to do Drake's dance while you. Nope. But yeah, no, nope. they're not even. That's gentrifying <laughs> ghostwriting the whip in some weird way. I don't know. And um, I, like ghostwriting, you know, you could do anything once you're out of that car. You could go along next to it. You can ride on the totally. hood on yep. the roof. Like this, someone is just, could push a BMX bike up to you, and you could get on it and ride it for a little bit. You, you could th- crash it, it into a ditch. Yeah, it's supposed to be this freeform expression, not get out and do the dance like the guy in the video does. Yeah, exactly. Fuck that shit. Fisk Zero says, oh shit, did you see that Forsaken Remastered was released today? Yeah, I played five minutes of that before the show, before the podcast. Forsaken, the N64 game, the Descent-like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with the lady with the half a face Why? with the tattoo. It just can't, I don't, because it's the same studio that put Turok and Turok 2 out on Steam. Okay. Uh, and now Forsaken is out on Steam. All right. Uh, it's got multiplayer. There was no one playing it when I checked. But I flew around and it, you know, the controller, it, it seems to work. It seems to work. <laughs> Uh, Sir Demos asks, anybody check out La Mulana 2 yet? Started it last night. It seems like more of the same in a good way. I'm going to go check it out after this podcast, but I did not, I was not a huge La Mulana fan one. I did not put in enough time, I will admit, but even the little bit I did, I did not like. I'll tell you, this is not a binding opinion on the game and don't take it for anything other than it is. I played seven minutes of it and hated it. (laughs) All right. Uh, The writing out of the gate was atrocious. Cool. Uh, but the action, I mean, I, don't know, I, I like the look of it, but I just, I, it just, it didn't seem, it did not seem very good. Uh, but I was also not a, a huge La Mulana 1 fan, I suppose. Um, excited for the Metal Wolf Chaos remaster, asks. Oh, the, rifting, rifting, yeah, yeah, they announced that at E3. I don't know. <coughs> I guess. I, the, the game is more been... of a, like a funny joke yeah. when you're not playing it. Like it's a thing. Like when you see it, you go like, "Oh man, that's ridiculous." It's but kind of the a reason. It, game itself, yeah, yeah it's kind of whatever. So, uh, it's you uh, funny that they're doing it. You want to take a call? <coughs> Let's do it. All right. Hello, caller. You're on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hello. Hello. Hey, uh, my name is Patrick. I'm calling from Kentucky. Hey, Patrick. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, so I am a uh, professor of psychology down here at a smallish uh, state school, and I've recently been thinking a little bit about uh, pitching a class on uh, psychology and video games. Not psychology of video games, but like teaching concepts using video games as a way of kind of like interacting with and learning about them and experiencing them. The only problem is, well, in the, the idea that i love about this this uh class is that instead of assigning boring textbook readings you're assigned games to play for a half an hour an hour something like that yeah um the problem with that is twofold one games have to be cheap but two finding like these moments or experiences that are in a game but don't require like five hours of playing until you get to them right yeah so i've been thinking a little bit about bite-sized games and bite-sized experiences and what are worthwhile. So I wanted to ask you guys if you can think of easily accessible bite-sized experiences that were really impactful, really conveyed a good concept, something like that, uh, that sticks out to you. Oh, there's the, uh, I hate that. I can't remember the name of this game right now. Um, it was, thing is, I, I don't know if necessarily this would be something I would use to teach psychology, but I guess that's because I don't know enough about teaching psychology to know what, what sort oh, in, of... In, 
sorry, it doesn't necessarily need to be about psychology. Got it. Okay. Just any concept. Uh, mm. I mean, my go-to would be Papers, Please. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a good. That's very much. I think would line up with a kind of you know. Uh, I don't. I don't know the term for it, but putting you in a position where you have to make basically there are no right choices. Um, yeah, uh, DMC Redgrave in the chat says "Gone Home" would be a, a potentially pretty good one for this. Uh, yeah, that that's got a, a shortness to it, and kind of you get right into it immediately. There is a game I'm thinking of. It's an indie platformer. Uh, it was a, about loss because that's what all these games are about. Uh, and it was you couldn't ever turn around. Yeah, I know what you're talking would about. Get you and I. God, I can't remember the name of it right now. Is it the the something? Well. The something that really narrows it down as well. Um, God, what was it? See, I'm trying to look it up now. Oh, don't look back. I believe is the is the well. This is just a flash game. I feel like it was a downloadable thing, but let me load this up real. Yeah, yes, Terry Cavanaugh's game. Don't look back. Uh, is is uh is a pretty interesting little short thing where you literally don't look back at some point. Yeah. That sounds like a cool class. Yeah. I would, I would, I would hope so. I just hate the idea of people paying hundreds of dollars for textbooks and then not getting the same like value out of them as, you know, if I could show something in a $5 game. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you were talking about games being expensive, but books ain't cheap. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no, that's the, that's the thing. Is I, Papers, Please is one of the ones that pops immediately to mind. It's like, it's what, like maybe $5 on Steam now, and you can get the gist of that game in half an hour? Right. That's kind of... And I wonder, in, in some of these cases, with, you know, especially some of the, some indie games and such, uh, oh, yeah, Passage is another one people in chat are bringing up, uh, which is, yeah, that's that's probably another good good choice. Um, I bet you could maybe work with some of these developers to get some copies of some of these games uh, for educational purposes as well, if you contacted them. I would not be shocked if some of them would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we can figure out a, whether it's a group rate or, hey, here's... 50 licenses or, you know, or whatever it is. I, I wouldn't be shocked if, if you might be able to find some people that would work with you on something like that. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thank yeah, you very much. For great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys very much. Yeah. Good luck. Um, TV's Hunter asks, have you found a consistent way to scan birds in No Man's Sky? I think if you just hold it on them long enough, eventually it just catches. It's yeah, but it's it's still bad. That was something that at launch sucked, and I remember when I started playing it again. I said, "I bet they made this bet." Oh wait, no, they didn't. Um, Durman six six seven asks, "Are you going to try playing Monster Hunter on PC with mouse and keyboard?" No, 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 no. I I no. The only games I'm really playing with mouse and keyboard these days are multiplayer shooters and, you know, games with interfaces that are like 1,000% built for a mouse, like, you know, an, an RTS or, or, or something along those lines. Uh, everything else, I'm just using a controller. 
Um, hmm. How about I hit you with yeah, the voicemail? Yeah, I hit you with a voicemail. Hey, Ben and Jeff. Just giving you a call to ask you a question about Xbox Live. So back in the early days of Xbox Live, every single game that came out on Xbox Live had a demo. I noticed that when the Xbox One came out, that that no longer is the case. Not all games have demos. Um, I found that feature to be incredible and really miss it. Uh, just wondering your thoughts. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I, I guess I get it because uh, on on one hand, you know, that's that's work that developers have to do, and and Microsoft was forcing them into making trial versions of the games. Um, and so now, you know, if, if a developer wants to make a demo, I'm pretty sure they still can. Uh, but there's no requirement uh, to do so, so most of them don't. Um, yeah, I think there's enough video of games out there and, and that sort of stuff that you can kind of come to at least a similar conclusion about if a game is going to be for you uh, prior to picking it up. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, you know, there, there still isn't quite a full substitute for actually playing the game yourself. Um, I think on the PC it's a little bit easier because you know Steam's got its uh, refund policy. You know, you kind of yeah. get a chance to maybe demo everything if you're, and if you and then, but at stuff. that point you're waiting for release and like you know. Well, the demos were for those XBLA games at least were not out before the full game was okay uh, because you were still downloading the full game and then just like it was an unlock key for turning it into the retail or the the full version. Uh, but yeah, definitely on the PC there's a long legacy of like a demo coming out first uh, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and now that's just turned into the pre-order beta or the multiplayer beta or, or, or whatever, um, with, uh, with games today. Um, yeah, I mean, it would be nice. Uh, but at the same time, I I get why a developer might not want to spend like crucial time near the end of development to just like carve off a demo. Yeah. Um, I, I get why they might not, uh, want to put a ton of time into that work. So, uh, yeah, still kind of a bummer that it fell by the wayside, but that's how it goes. And that's how it goes. Um, how about I look for one more question out of the chat here, and then you want to give me hit me with one more voicemail? Yeah, I've, I've got one more voicemail. Lined okay. up. It's a special celebrity voicemail. I'm so excited to have it. Oh, well, all right. Um, let's see. Uh <sighs> Uh, Beans Man asks, uh, should I keep playing Beans Man? Beans Man. Beans Man. Uh, but not spelled like you think. Uh, says, should I keep playing Kingdom Hearts? Yeah. No. Never should have started, probably. Uh, I think, I think you should play it. And, you know, if you're really having fun with it, you're going to want to keep playing it. There could be stuff that gets in the way with wanting to play it. Mm -hmm. And that eventually, just like, you know, stuff in life comes up and, all of a sudden you're not playing it anymore and it'd be weird to go back, but you know, just give it a shot and see if you like it. And maybe, you know, maybe you want to wait before kingdom hearts three comes out and then you'll play one and two back to back. So you have the story fresh in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. But also if you're at a point where you're asking people on the internet, if you should keep playing it, you already know the answer is no. Uh, okay, go ahead. All right, here we go. Jeff, this is Steve Bannon. Fuck you. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Sneak King. 
Lion King is the best. That's Fuck you, Jeff. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> ah. I'd like to take this time to promote my <clears throat> uh, fan fiction based off of Ghost Recon Wildlands. <sighs> I'm pretty sure that what? I'm pretty sure that that was the foreign policy he was trying to lay out as well. It was a fan fiction for Ghost Recon Wildlands. But, but hey, what are you going to do? Uh, I'm just really excited that I have Steve Bannon's phone number now. Great, yeah. yeah I think uh, we'll, little... we'll just have to give it out on the internet and give him, give him a piece of your fucking mind. If uh, you're a celebrity and you want to call in, you can reach us at 707 Exit Flu in number terms. That's 707 394 8358. Fantastic. Well, uh, that's been a, a real whirlwind of a show here. Uh, thanks, everyone, for hanging out and, uh, you know, uh, hanging out in chat. And this is sending in, in your voicemails and your calls. This isn't either of the songs I wanted. It works. It's not bad. Let's play this at the end of a Rocky movie. That's right. We won, and... We fended off the, the, business, gonna, the business that was going to shut down the teen center. Now we, we're going to fuck. And now we're going to fuck in the teen center because we saved it. 